And we're live. Welcome back, everyone, to the seven essentials to transform your life with Melissa Malati and the fabulous Barun Gurain. I hope that you're having the most spectacular week so far. We are on, sadly, the seventh essential. <laughs> I can't believe we have done seven videos so far. Our little mini series that could and it's just it's been fabulous we've been having so much fun that we actually decided to extend it and we're going we're going to have an eighth video come out next friday at 3 p.m and what we're going to do is kind of give you all an overview of this whole series so don't be sad we're not done yet <laughs> we had to just continue it a little bit longer because we're having so much fun so on that note, I hope that you have been enjoying our six part series so far. And of course, today is the seventh part, the seventh essential, which is all about vibrant living. So of course, as always, before we get into it, I'm going to go ahead and let Brune introduce himself. And I mean, doesn't really need to give you guys an introduction now, but <laughs> it, of course, if you watch the other video series, but he's going to give us a little bit of an introduction as to what we have, you know, uh, discussed so far, what the other essentials are in case you are just stumbling across this video and you haven't watched any of our previous videos as of yet, then you might be intrigued to go back and watch the full series. He's going to do that. And then he's going to introduce this essential today. So Varun, take it away. It has been an exciting journey so far, you know, uh, it's, it's really great to get some good reviews so far. Mm -hmm. So I think before we get into uh, today's episode, uh, Vibrant Living, I think let's just recap what we have done so far. Now it's all coming to place, you know, coming into, uh, into being, you know. So we started with number one essential, which is breathing life. Breathing life is all about maximizing our lung capacity through deep breathing. Number two, we talked about optimum hydration, which is all about, you know, getting the right kind of water for us so that we are optimally, optimally hydrated. Uh, number three is all about absorbing the cosmic energy, really all about getting sun's energy, the energy from the sun, from the earth, uh, from the moon, from the planets. And then we talked about mindful eating, where we discussed uh, the principles of eating, not the diet, the principle of principles of eating, which is very important. And then we talked about uh, the right action or activities, physical, mental, emotional. And in the last episode, we talked about how to eliminate the toxins that we build in our system because of the imbalances that we have in our day-to-day -day living. So we talked about these six essentials so far. And today we'll talk about uh, vibrant living, which is probably all about bringing everything inwards now. That's beautiful. Okay, I'm very excited for this chapter, everyone, because of course, throughout the other episodes, we've talked about how this chapter is very important and how you know everything in life is about going within. And we are going to majorly touch on meditation in this episode. However, we're gonna first start with a couple of topics that Broom does discuss in this chapter that I found fairly interesting. I may read a few quotes and whatnot just because I just really enjoyed some of these pages. So let's just first start start off with talking about how important goal setting is for vibrant living. Actually, you know what? Let me rephrase that. First, let's just give a definition as to what vibrant living is, and then we'll go ahead and touch on the first sort of topic, which is goal setting. Yes. So uh, in terms of the definition of vibrant living, there can, can be many ways of actually explaining it. But I think in my, uh, my personal opinion is it's a state of being where you elevate your energy levels through these essentials to a point where you break this cycle of misery, you know, which we'll talk about a little bit. So by doing that, all of a sudden you increase your level of vibration in your system. You are actually operating at a very high energy level, which means that you are living uh, in a in a resonance kind of a mode, so which is kind of a vibration. So when you live in that mode, all, all of a sudden the chattering of the mind stops completely, and you are in a state of vibrancy. So this is a state of being, 
where you can actually connect with life the way it is. Hmm. Not lifestyle, not the way of living, but you actually connect with life. So this is what I call vibrant living. And uh, I like to stop it there because there's so many things involved in there. But uh, so this is, is, is actually a state of being for the time being, you know. That's the perfect definition. I think yeah. that that's perfect. And um, yeah, let's, I, okay, great. <laughs> I had another thought, but I lost it. Okay, perfect. I think that's exactly what I would say it is as well. And I love that I didn't really even realize that as a whole when I was reflecting back. And um, did we talk about sunshine vibes? in any of the episodes so far? Did we talk about that? I like, think we did mention that, yes. Okay, uh, because yeah. the reason I called my sub-series Lunchtime Sunshine, I called it that was because of this idea that I had about sunshine energy. And essentially, it's just energy that's vibrating on a high frequency, which is literally what we're talking about. So I just, yeah, as you're speaking, I went, oh, such a great definition. And also, I would say that's the same definition for sunshine vibe. So Perfect. I love that we're finding even more alignment. It's great. Okay. So like Barun said, there are many different ways that you can help raise your frequency. And one of the first things that he actually discussed in this chapter is all about goal setting. So let's touch on that. Yes. uh, I think uh, to be really successful in uh, implementing these seven essentials uh, and to bring these seven essentials into day-to-day living, it's very important to actually have goals. Mm. Uh, without goals, it is very difficult sometimes to really know where you're going and, uh, and also very difficult sometimes to assess you know, and find out you know, what's the best way to go forward. For sure. So uh, my suggestion will be to look at short-term goals, mid-term goals, and long-term goals. Uh, the short-term goals could be, you know, week, weekly goal. You know, uh, it could be just reading a chapter from a book or something like that. Mm-hmm. And mid-term goal could be, say, learning how to do deep breathing, for example. You know, it could be three months, six months, kind of. And a long-term goal could be two years, three years, five years down the line, depending on what you think is long-term. Uh, it could be, you know, uh, learning uh, a new skill set you know, or learning a new language, for example, Spanish or French, whatever. So I strongly feel that we should have a goal book, notebook, Mm -hmm. and we should write down our goals. Actually, you should have to physically write down the goal because it has a tremendous impact on how you actually pursue them. So short-term goal, mid-term goal, long-term goal. And the important part of this is to actually have a review process. For example, Mm -hmm. you said this week you want to uh, read chapter one of 7i of this book. So, so that's your goal. And then after a week, you sit down and say, did I actually finish that book, uh, that, that chapter or not? If not, why? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that you know, I was involved in other things and you know, maybe I couldn't manage my time well. Maybe I was watching television, you know, too many movies I watched. So idea is to assess exactly what went wrong. So mm-hmm. this is the process I feel is very important. Um, where you review yourself and take the necessary actions so that next time you do it better. Mm-hmm. And the same thing applies for midterm as well, that after three months, you're supposed to learn deep breathing, uh, assess you know, where you are and what actions you should be doing next time going forward. You know? So I strongly feel that we should have a, like a notebook uh, where you write down your goals and assess them on a very regular basis. Every week, you should have at least one assessment. Uh, That way, you are completely focused and uh, any kind of corrections that you need to do, you do that instantly so that you don't waste too much time. I love that. You know, it's it's cool that you're saying this because um, that's actually something that I did this year, this for the first time. Usually I only will write yearly goals, but I realized last year that, man, no, I need to write monthly and quarterly goals because otherwise you just sometimes will fall off track or you forget what you're aiming for. And, um, and I do agree. I think writing it out is so important for some reason. I think when you write something out, 
you feel more inclined to actually go and achieve it as opposed to even just typing it out. It just doesn't, it's not the same thing. And I believe there are studies on that. I, yes. I, I remember reading something about how writing out your goal is so beneficial. And essentially what you're saying is, you know, goal setting, it will help raise your vibration because you are challenging yourself and working towards achieving something. And that will just overall make you feel better. I know, um, well, when I was in therapy, <laughs> I remember my therapist actually, you know, pointing to a lot of research in regards to people needing to constantly challenge themselves. And that's what mm. makes you feel good. And I find it very interesting thinking about how our world is today and how everything just come like everyone wants everything so easy. And there are things that are made now to be to make the process of doing anything really easy for us, which it's interesting because it takes away the challenge, which we need to grow and to feel good. We need to feel a sense of accomplishment. And that certainly, I think, it, it is a contribution towards depression. If you're not constantly challenging yes. yourself, you'll not feel like you've accomplished anything and then you'll, you won't feel good. So I can see why that was the first thing that you put in this chapter. Cause certainly I just remember from being in therapy that this is something that is so highly recommended is you have to try to set goals and challenges for yourself. Absolutely. Otherwise what happens is you get caught up in other people's agenda. If you don't have your own goal, the first thing you do is check your emails and WhatsApp and this and that, and you get lost completely. And then all of a sudden you realize, oh my God, I haven't done anything today or this week or in this month, last year, because it gets trapped in other people's agenda. So if you really want to pursue your goals, your agenda, you really have to have goals. Otherwise you will get caught with somebody else's goal, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Cause then you have no focus and then you're oh. just like a wandering soul <laughs> looking for some entertainment because the entertainment can come for you naturally. If you have a challenge, it's you, your life isn't boring. If you're challenging yourself to learn a new skill, if you have a goal. So it's very interesting. Cool. Okay. Wonderful. I kind of want to like, after the stream, go and <laughs> make sure that I've worked towards my goals this week and check that out. I think that's uh, that's awesome. I love that you said that we should have an assessment. I think that's even daily. Would you yes. say? I would say daily. Yeah, I think uh, I think I didn't mention daily, but I think daily is a better one mm -hmm. because as soon as you know, before you go to bed, you just review. Uh, you know, what you have done so far, what went wrong, what went right. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, uh, and then you think about what needs to be done tomorrow and you put that in and in, in your subconscious memory. So when you get up tomorrow morning, you know, you are, you know, definitely it helps you to actually move forward and uh, get you excited to jump out of the bed, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. I actually know exactly what you're talking about because any, any time in the past that I have like taken my journal right before bed and, and written out, you know, what I wanted to accomplish the next day, I actually have so much energy to get up and do yes, it. Exactly. Is that something studied? Is that, that's yes, really interesting. It is actually, you know, um, so if you're excited about life, if you know exactly what you're doing, you sleep less and you sleep well, you know, hmm. uh, otherwise what happens is, you know, if, and this is my experience that say, if I don't have any goal, I don't know what to do tomorrow. You know, you just feel lazy, get out of the bed. You don't know what to do, get up. You know, you feel like, oh, you know, I do this, I do that. And all of a sudden the whole day is gone and you feel miserable. Mm. It has happened to me so many times in my early days, not anymore, you know? So I know exactly what I need to do tomorrow. So I think that's the reason that you are excited um, because you know exactly what you want to do, how you want to pursue your day and you know so that's the way life should be actually you know yeah Agreed. excited all the time yeah absolutely oh okay awesome i love talking about this okay so let's move on to the second topic in this chapter which i also found really interesting and i'm going to read a little quote before we start talking about it so the second topic that Barun touches on is adequate income and wealth building okay so in his book, he says, <laughs> whether we like it or not, we must have a, su a sustainable income to satisfy our basic survival needs of food, shelter, and security. Once these basic necessities are met, the desire for higher needs, such as the ability to contribute, to make our life meaningful, and even to delve into, the, into unfolding the mystery of life become possible. 
To support these needs, it is necessary to have adequate income and wealth in this modern world driven by the economy. Otherwise, the struggles of life could easily occupy us in mundane activities and the fulfillment of our higher needs will elude us. So the reason I felt very drawn to this quote and why I wanted to read it out is because it's very interesting. I certainly grew up with this narrative of follow your dreams, follow your dreams, and which absolutely, (laughs) don't get me wrong, definitely follow your dreams. But to an extent where you have to also make sure you're taking care of yourself. So for example, my dreams are within the acting world. Obviously, I love entertaining. I love hosting. I want to be a performer. But (laughs) if I can't take care of myself, I'm going to be miserable. (laughs) If I can't, if I'm struggling to pay my bills, I'm not going to have enough time to really go within and focus on, you know, my inner development and whatnot. And I see this a lot in the acting community because, you know, people are pursuing this dream and they are really like living paycheck to paycheck. And it doesn't at the end of the day, bring them a lot of joy and they're unable to really focus on, you know, the beauty of life because they're so caught up in trying to just like live and survive. And, and it's crazy because we live in Canada and we don't need to live in basic survival mode because we have all these wonderful opportunities around us, but a lot of people still do. So anyways, I wanted to touch on this because I do think it's important, like absolutely follow your dreams, but I think it's also important to make sure that you can support yourself so that you could really enjoy life as well. If your dream is like, is a big dream, certainly follow it, but make sure you have, you know, you lay out a plan and you don't in the meantime, not allow yourself to live. Just wanted to point that out because I thought that was really cool. (laughs) Do you have any thoughts on the adequate income and wealth building? Yes, I think so. I think this is so important what you said. Uh, I think um, sometimes you feel that, um, you know, uh, I mean, there is a wrong uh, kind of perception that, you know, uh, you know, if you want to pursue a meaningful life, what is the need for money, this, that, but actually that's not true. You need actually the money uh, mm. because you need that financial, especially living in this modern world, Believe that uh, income potential, mm-hmm. and I strongly feel that these days with this um, uh, with this electronic media and uh, all kinds of um, activities, I strongly feel that um, we should be looking more at passive income rather than active income. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, different multiple sources of income are also important uh, at this day and age. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think, but I think in my book, what I, I really focused on was the the process of saving in the process of actually saving money, because this Mm -hmm. is something which is a lost art, you know, Uh, there's no concept of savings anymore, but I think what it teaches you is respect for money Mm -hmm. uh, and also the process of the saving. For example, say you have certain income and, um, uh, and, you know, there's a rule that you must save at least 20% of your income, you know, or even 30% in some cases, you must uh, save 20% of your income. So now what you have to say is, okay, so I earn maybe $10,000 a month, for example. Mm -hmm. And you know that you have to live with $8,000, right? I think that may be too much, too, too much. You know, that sounds maybe, like a lot. I'm, that sounds yeah. like a great paycheck. So, <laughs> so for, say $1,000. Let's start with $1,000. Know? Okay. And you know that you have to live with $800 a month. You know, you have got rent to pay or whatever. Uh, and, you know, cost of food, whatever. So, you know, you have to live with $800. So now, you know, you have to readjust your life to make sure that you do these savings. 20%. Mm-hmm. You must. And what it teaches you is um, to be more disciplined. Mm. And the idea is that um, also teaches you that uh, money should not dictate your life. You know, even though you're trying to save money, but here what you're saying is that doesn't matter what happens in my life. You know, I want to save 20% of what mm. income, what my income is. So this process of saving by itself is very powerful. And I strongly feel that it actually connects you with money in a different, completely different way. Uh, and you have more respect and you have, uh, what do you call it? Um, you know, you don't waste money anymore. You just have every dollar that you 
want to spend, you're conscious about it. You know, your awareness of money goes up tremendously by doing this. So that's why I highly recommend this process of saving and it automatically takes you to a different dimension, you know. That's wonderful. And yeah. and through saving, you're building up your wealth and you're, yes. you know, you're covering your basic survival need of needing to feel safe and you're taking care of yourself in the long run. And that will in turn just make you feel proud of yourself, which will just inevitably raise your vibration, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which is, this is what this book is all about, is really about helping you get into that highest sunshine vibe, <laughs> joyful vibration. And um, that's such a great piece of advice. I love that part of this chapter. Okay, so the next, I guess, um, section of the chapter, uh, the next topic that Brune brings up is vibrant associations and partnerships. And I highlighted two pieces in this book. You said these partnerships that we have should be based on deep respect, trust, and true friendship as as if they are an extension of one's relationship with themselves. Love that. Learning from each other's experience is essential for your own development. During times of difficulty, your partners, partners will back you and, and provide all the support you and your family needs. And then you go on to saying that, uh, what was it? The main reason for associations and partnerships is to foster a strong support group around you that will allow the furthering of the lifestyle that you truly want. And I know that we were talking about that we become, you know, who we associate with. And right before we started the stream, Bruna and I were talking about that quote of you are the average of the five people that you hang around. And it's just very uh, important to be mindful of this and who you're surrounding yourself with and how, you know, if you're surrounding yourself with people whose ideas and values aren't in alignment with your goals and values and what you want out of life then it may not be doing any good for you, right? So, Broom, um, thoughts on yes. this? Yes, I think uh, life is too short uh, hmm. to live with toxic people, you know. Um, I don't think you have to bear with this because just life is too short, I can tell you this. And it's very important to have like-minded, not like, but doesn't have to be like-minded, you know, to be good partners and friends, you know. You just have to be with people who um, you want to dedicate your life for, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, I strongly feel that's very important. And uh, I think it um, doesn't matter at work or family or friends, whoever you have. I think uh, if you have a small group of uh, friends or people that you associate with, uh, you partner with, um, you know, you support each other like, you know, like it's nobody's business, you know, like you really have to support them, you know, really have to help them, support them. I think this is where I feel, uh, I think there's a strong need for it at this day and age. Mm -hmm. This is completely missed out. For example, uh, you know, uh, somebody needs any help, you should be able to, you know, uh, just go and help them you know, kind of thing. So this kind of associations and partnerships are getting very important, you know, not just you have a workplace uh, where you, have work friends and then you have other kinds of friends who goes to the pub with you another kind of friend who does yoga with you and then another family you know there should not be all these segregations i, I feel that there should be a group of people you associate with them all the time you know hmm. um, so you are with them you are supporting them i feel that's the way to go to really have a meaningful and uh, really joyful living you know Wow. I totally can understand this because that's actually something that's happened to me in the last couple of years. I used to be the type of person that had like many different groups. Like these were my acting friends and these were my high school friends and my university friends. And I kind of just had this separation. And then over the last few years, I just started wanting to manifest people that were all encompassing of all the things that I love and have similar goals to me. And now everyone that I give the most amount of my time to are really people that are very in alignment in many, many ways with me. And um, I do feel like I'm truly supported within this group. So um, very cool. Yeah. And it's, you know, through having these um, associations with people that are very in alignment with you, you know, that will help raise your frequency because they are very supportive and they're very loving and, you know, you can trust them and whatnot. So um, yeah. So I really liked this, this, topic in the book <laughs> well, i think it's getting very important you know and you don't have to you know uh, 
very choosy about friends. Friends, you just, uh, you know, I think uh, there comes a time when you know that that person is going to be, you know, a good friend of yours. Uh, sometimes we feel that we have to have certain friends, you know, certain status or this and that, and that's actually the wrong way to go. You can have a friend, you know, who could be in any professional life, any walks of life, you know. So I think we have to be a little bit open because we can tell. I think we have the ability to know, you know, who is going to be a good friend. And um, you don't have to be very, what do you call it? Uh, you have to do a lot, you don't have to do a lot of analysis to find out who is going to be a good friend. So, you know, no judgment there, I guess. Yeah, your inner guidance will know. Yes, exactly. You kind of just have to follow it, certainly. Okay, awesome. So there's a part of the book that I want to move on to that I found so interesting. And it's a concept that is truly really big for me. And because I just, (laughs) well, actually I read it for the second time because when I read his book the first time, I think maybe I read it too fast and I didn't quote, quite grasp it as when I was researching for this episode. And now I'm kind of mind blown. (laughs) I was just talking to Bruin about it prior to streaming. So what I'm going to do is get Bruin, if you don't mind, I I'm going to, you know, tell everyone the topic, but I would love for you to just kind of dive in and explain what it means. So I want us to talk about infinitesimal moments. What does that mean? How does one live in infinitesimal moments? I think this is such an interesting, cool concept. Very, very hard for me to wrap my brain around and, and explain in an articulate way. So, Bruin, I'm just going to allow you to do that. <laughs> okay. So, uh, this is a very interesting uh, discussion, and uh, we should not take it very lightly. Uh, very, I think, very profound in a way, because, see, Physical time exists, you know, yesterday, today, tomorrow, uh, if you want to do something physical, physical time exists, but there's no psychological time. Mm. But somehow we have created psychological time in your mind, you know, yesterday, today. And that's the reason why we have all this fear, stress and depression, because we have this psychological. Now, why is this happening? Just let's understand a little bit. I call it the cycle of misery, you know. Uh, For example, we have thoughts and emotions, which essentially come from the memory. And these thoughts and emotions uh, leads to actions, uh, which becomes our experience. And now this experience is registered in our memory. And because of the memory, we have thoughts and emotions, which leads to actions and experience. So this cycle keeps on going, keeps on going, keeps on going, which means that essentially, uh, psychologically, we're creating time. And and the, the, the problem with that is it is leading to all kinds of confusion, problems, conflicts, contradictions, because you're basing your life on memories, you know, on past. Essentially, you're living a past life, but extended that to present and future. So everything that you're thinking is essentially a projection of your memory. So this cycle of misery is, is, is really problematic. And that's the reason why most people cannot um, be quiet. The mind is always busy, you know, because it's always taking out stuff from our memory and projecting and creating this cycle. So the question is how to stop this. And uh, people have tried all kinds of techniques. People have tried, you know, um, this kind of meditation, that kind of meditation, breathing. And this is not going to go away unless we really understand the principles and basics behind it. So, the reason, one of the main reasons for writing this book and this seven essential is all about, you know, uh, getting us there to really shatter this cycle of misery. Now, how does it happen? That's the question. Now, if you look into this cycle, any cycle, if you look into, you know, whether it's gravitational force or any kind of, uh, you know, when there is a cycle, when there is a movement in cycle, it means there is a certain energy, which is called a centrifugal force, which is keeping us in that cycle, in that misery, you know? And unless you break away from that, uh, it is very difficult to really experience something different. So, so what happens is when you're connected, when you're connected with these seven different essentials, essentially you're trying to move your energy levels up and up and up and up. Your frequencies go up, your energy levels go up, and it goes up to a point where it actually helps to break that centrifugal force. 
So all of a sudden, you know, uh, that force is broken because you have elevated your energy in such a level, you know. For example, when you're breathing, it has got certain amount of energy. When you go into deep breathing, certain amount of energy comes in. When you're getting the right kind of water, it gives you another kind of energy. When you're connecting with sun, the earth, another kind of energy comes in. When you eat your food, certain kind of uh, energies come in. So all these energies are actually getting accumulated in your system, you know, day after day in a very cumulative way. And eventually it helps you to shatter that cycle of misery if you uh, give yourself enough time to do it. Now, so what happens when this uh, cycle of misery stops? Uh, you know, all of a sudden you'll realize that the unnecessary chattering of the mind goes away. That's the first thing you'll find out. And this is something that I, I highly recommend that everybody should experience this themselves by doing it. So the first thing happens is the chattering of the mind goes away. And then something amazing happens is that now you're connected to life like never before. So now you're actually connecting to life that makes, you know, that is life in the real sense. See, all the activities that we do are actually, you know, activities that we do for our life, for example, our profession, career, this, that, you know. So those things are actually activities, but most people think they're actually life. But that's not life, that's actually just activities. Life is something when the mind quiets down, quiets down you enter that area, that moment, that state of being, which I call vibrant living, right? So in this state of being, there's no psychological time. So this is what I mentioned uh, in my book, in that chapter, is that um, psychological time doesn't exist. For whatever reason, there's an illusion that you have created because of this um, trap that we have created for ourselves with this uh, college cycle of misery. So once that's shattered, because you have got enough energy in your system, uh, so now you're in a different state completely, in a state of being. So this is the start of meditation. Mm. This is when the meditation starts. It's not that when you sit down for half an hour, you meditate. No, that's just, just you know, some activity you're doing. But once you get into that state, that's when the, uh, that's when the, uh, it, the meditation actually begins at that stage. Very important to realize this. So here, there's no psychological time. So this is what I actually meant in that chapter. You know? Right. And you were talking about how if we can train ourselves to start thinking in infinitesimal, I can't say it, infinitesimal, there we go, moments, as opposed to seeing everything in years, we will yeah. live such a vibrant, beautiful life. We'll be yes, living so in the moments. Exactly. So essentially what it means is living in the moment. When you mm -hmm. shatter that cycle of misery, mm -hmm. essentially you're living in the moment. Right. And when you live in the moment, your, uh, your chattering, unnecessary chattering of the mind stops right. completely. Absolutely. So this is where, what I mean. Because see, when I say this moment, you know, uh, and now we have created psychological time. So, okay, this moment is maybe two seconds or three seconds. But actually, it's not. You know, you can, you can keep on breaking and it will be unlimited, you know. Mm. So that's what I'm saying is that essentially what it means is that there's no time, psychological time. So, so this is what it actually it means. And this, can, this is something you can experience when you elevate your energy to a certain point when the mind, um, unnecessary chattering of the mind, you still need the mind to do some physical work and a lot of other stuff, but not for psychological reasons, you know? So this is where I feel um, there's no psychological time. And in that state of mind, the actual meditation begins. Yes. And, and you're also saying in that sort of state is when we become immortal because we are, there's just so much, there's like infinite moments as opposed to living in yeah. the years where it feels like we're, we're mortal for sure. That's so, so cool and interesting. Okay, so, so from there you do go to talking about the awareness of the body. So is that sort of the, the next stage right after we're, you know, we're now, living in infinitesimal moments and we're very, we're living in the moment where we're aware is the next stage that we become aware of our body before meditating, or is that just another topic within? No, I think uh, then the next step is more to understand that we are not physical. Uh, there are 
you know, there are right. energy components of the body. You know, okay. I think typically our pattern is that we think in terms of physical, you know, all the time is physical, you know, Absolutely. but actually uh, now it's time to uh, make the transition from physical to energy. That's mm-hmm. what Einstein has been talking about, you know, for a long time. So essentially you make the transition to, into more into energy because every form has got energy. And that's what I'm saying that when you have these seven essentials coming on to you, mm-hmm. essentially you're not bringing physical air or water, you know, those are fine. Yes, there is a physical part to it. There's a form to it, but essentially you're bringing in energies, mm-hmm. all different kinds of energies. And what you're doing, you physically, what you're doing is you're just echoing that, you know, so there's a resonance. And when that resonance gets higher frequency, then all of a sudden you shatter that cycle, you know. So, so this is where I feel that now it's time to transition from thinking ourselves as just a physical being to more somebody, someone who also has energy along with the physical component. Beautiful. Okay. So let's move into meditating then and talking about that because I really want us to hone in on this because this is what we've been leading up to and all the other (laughs) essentials and videos. So let's talk about how to meditate. That's been the number one thing that you have discussed in a lot of the videos that, you know, there's a specific way and you wanted to discuss it in this in this episode. So yes. let's, let's jump into it. So how do you meditate, Brune? Okay. So now uh, let me explain you something here. Uh, that um, uh, if I give you any sugar, you know, I know you don't like sugar, but uh, can you describe the sweetness? Can you actually explain the sweetness? I mean, is there a way of explaining it? It's how- good. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very... Yeah. So, you know, meditations like that, you know, I think every, everyone will probably have their own individual experience. This is something I strongly feel that we should all try to experience at least once, you know, because, you know, um, this is what is important because it actually helps you to connect with life, Mm -hmm. you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, the door opens into, you know, various dimensions. Now to really uh, meditate, that's the reason why, uh, I I don't like the idea of starting your meditation with chanting and, you know, trying to sit down for half an hour. I used to do that for 15, 20 years. And I realized that something is not right because unless we understand that we understand that there is a little uh, cycle going on here with my memory and the thoughts, I can't stop my thought, you know, unless I break this to do that, you have to increase your energy level. So meditation begins with every essential that we have discussed so far. Hmm. For example, when you're breathing, first is breathing light, right? So essentially when you're breathing, that by itself is meditation. The whole power of actually breathing in and out is actually meditation. Now, the another, just to make it more exciting, I would say that Seven Eyes is all about celebration of life every day, all day. So it doesn't matter what you do during the whole day, during, during your daily routine, every aspect of life is actually meditation. So let's just start with breathing. That's the reason why I say let's breathe in life because you know that if I don't breathe for a few minutes, I'll die. I'll just pass away, right? It is so important. Yet we focus on Facebook, which is, you know, or something else or, <laughs> or some mundane stuff. We, we focus so much on mundane stuff or stock market or something like that. You know, we, we spend hours and hours. Whereas breathing, you know, a few minutes, if you don't breathe, we'll die. That's the immensity of breathing. So let's start with that because breathing is so close to us. So when we breathe, as far as possible, try to see if you can actually uh, be fully aware of your breath, you know, day in, day out. When you walk out, uh, go for a walk in the morning, uh, before you go to sleep, after you go to sleep, sometimes you may forget because, you know, uh, that's the pattern we have built up. But the first thing is, let's start with breathing. It's so fundamental to our life. Mm. And then after that, um, you know, hydration, which is water. Now, whenever you connect with water, you completely connect with the water because you are water. So, for example, when you're drinking water or you're having a shower or looking at any large, uh, you know, water bodies, 
for example, lake or ocean or something like that, just connect with the water. You know, today, actually, I saw uh, the uh, Ontario Lake. The waves were mind-boggling. It was windy, oh. huge waves. My goodness. So that windy was, today. Yeah. So look at the waves and you can imagine, you know, uh, you, can, you can feel uh, that they're actually part of you, you know, uh, and it's water. So again, when you go out, when you're connecting with water, drinking water. So this other way of actually bringing and celebrate, you know, when you, uh, you know, when you drink water, for example, why can't we celebrate, you know, for example, you know, why do we have to wait for one year, you know, uh, for doing any festivals? So why can't we celebrate while you're drinking water, for example, or breathing, you know? Mm. For example, you say, oh yeah, two, two o'clock in the afternoon, you know, maybe I should have a water celebration, you know, drink some water and celebrate. So I think the celebration of water is actually quite important uh, because it is life-giving. It is enhancing your life, you know? Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to cosmic energy, obviously when you're in the sun, you just enjoy, you know, soak yourself in the energy, uh, put your feet on the ground or whenever you can. You know, in the evenings, you go out in the moon, uh, look at the moon, the stars, the planets. So it's a way of connecting with everything that's around us. And then it comes to uh, eating, mindful eating. So whenever you eat the food, again, you're starting connecting, you know, with the food. So your awareness, bring your awareness in every aspect of things that we do on a day-to-day basis. Mm. And then when you do your activities, for example, you're working, you know, it is complete engagement in what you're doing, uh, you know, in your professional work. And that by itself is meditation. And then what happens is, you know, um, you uh, try to learn some skills, completely immerse into it. When you have friendships, you know, talking to somebody, just be immersed into it completely. So what I'm saying is that every essential that I discussed so far, it brings you close to unlimited potential. Mm. So essentially, I'm saying that meditation can be all day long, connecting with things that actually matter and go completely deep in your awareness. So all I'm trying to do now is when I'm, when I'm connecting with all these essentials, it's, it's slowly bringing my energy levels up and up and up and up and up and up. Some people say, you know, your chakras are moving up and stuff, but actually it's all about energies that you're bringing from outside, you know? And then all of a sudden what you find that your body is strong, you're mentally alert, uh, you're doing things well, you're connecting with people very well. And all of a sudden, you know, you have this, you reach this threshold where you can actually break this pattern of cycle of misery. And all of a sudden your brain becomes really quiet. You know, have you noticed that whenever you're sick or not very well, the brain is the most agitated one. You feel really agitated when you, whereas when you're fulfilled, when you actually feel very good, energized, your brain is quiet. For example, after you run, you go for running for one hour and come back, see how quiet your mind is. Have you noticed this? Absolutely. Yeah. And when you're, when you're traveling, it's some, uh, this is something I talk about a lot because you're going to a new place. Your brain is yeah. quiet. You're just observing because yeah. you're present. Cause you just don't know where the heck you are. <laughs> yeah. Body is completely energized. You know, I mean, um, you know, I don't know if uh, a lot of people actually go uh, and dip in freeze, you know, freezing lakes or. Yeah. Uh, I've heard of that. Yeah, you and, do that, uh, right? Sometimes yes, I, I do that. I do that. I try to do that today, but the waves are too big, you know, Oh gosh. just too big. So, but you know, for example, um, when people have shower, they can use hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold, which I describe mm-hmm. in my book in the elimination of toxin. Yes. And when you, what I notice sometimes that say, if I get up in the morning, say five, today I got up at four 30, something like that. I feel lazy. I feel sometimes, you know, tired because I went to bed about 11, 11, 30, 12. Oh so, yeah. I mean, that's late. Yeah. So now you go for a shower. You're still lazy because you start with warm water. And then when you get into freezing cold water, all of a sudden your body is alert. You know, what's going on there? You know, It's just that, and mind is really, because I'm thinking about so many things when I'm having my, but as soon as you get into a freezing cold shower, all of a sudden your mind is alert. So it means that when the body has the right kind of energies, your mind becomes very quiet. Because your breathing becomes very, breathing slows down and you become very alert, you know. Uh, so I feel that all these seven essentials are actually 
driving us in that direction so that our mind becomes quiet. Wow. That's beautiful. It's very interesting because as you're talking, I'm, I'm, you know, thinking about also in regards to my life and when I started feeling so much better and recovering from depression, that is actually an element that I never thought of. Yeah. My mind did go quiet and yeah, that is why I felt better (laughs) because my mind wasn't, you know, agitated all the time anymore. And so interesting. Yeah. That's essentially, yeah, that is meditation. That is why people meditate is to quiet the mind. Well, if you can do that with the right activities and with eating correctly and with, um, you know, doing deep breathing exercises and drinking, you know, clean water and whatnot and applying all these essentials, then you don't need to sit for half an hour to an hour twice a day and try to quiet your mind because your mind will already be quiet. It's the same thing. It is. And you, you feel relaxed all day. You're not stressed out all day because you're so connected with what you're doing. Yeah. Even though you may not like your job, doesn't matter. But because you're so connected with what you're doing, that by itself is, uh, you know, so uh, rejuvenating. And actually, you feel very energized, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I, you know, initially I thought, how is this possible? But actually, it does make you. Because, see, all these essentials, worse come worse, all these things are definitely get, make you healthier, you know. <laughs> all <laughs> For things, sure. you know if not uh, calm your mind definitely make you much healthier and enhance your life or living you know it's so, one of those things though until you really practice it and try to you know hone in on each essential in your life then you won't really understand fully what we're talking about you know if yeah. you're if you haven't really tried to apply deep breathing exercises drinking the correct water you know eating right what was the third one cosmic energy and like really yeah. you know being in one with nature if you haven't tried to apply all these elements into your life then you may not have experienced what it is to have a quiet peaceful mind and so it's one of those things whereas you know Brune's talking about it and I I agree because I actually have had these experiences but you the viewer that's listening and watching you have to try it for yourself and you will see what we're talking about it is it's bringing awareness to every aspect of your life you know and mm-hmm. one thing I would suggest that why don't we have celebration of life you know every day all day you know mm-hmm. uh, while going for a walk is basically celebrating. It's a, it's a big day of celebration, you know, where you go there and actually walking in the nature is beautiful. When you drink your water, it's a celebration. When you eat your food, it's just making a celebration. I love that. You know, uh, you know, uh, every aspect of your life, just make it a celebration. Why can't we do this, you know? So, and I think this is what is really missing. We feel that something else is important, you know? Something else which I don't have is important. But what I already have, it's not important, you know. I mean, this is the silliest thing you can ever imagine. And this is where I feel we miss out life completely. All life, we, we focus on activities and all kinds of stuff and miss out life completely, which is the saddest thing ever, you know. Yeah. Well, thank the Lord for, for you and for this book and for this series, because I, I truly think that this is something that everyone needs to hear right now as, as people are glued in on the television and watching CNN and, and, you know, and not really living life and realizing that you can celebrate each moment and you can enjoy life. And there are ways to get you to this higher frequency. You kind of just have to explore them and push yourself a little bit and challenge yourself. And uh, I love that you just said that. That is so fun uh, just to see life like that. Everything's a celebration. I love that. That's such an interesting idea and something that I want to now apply. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, if you think about it, you know, uh, what is the flip side of doing this? It's not downside. It's only going to make you more healthier and more wiser. And, you know, it's only going to enhance your life anyway, if not um, getting into a deep meditation state, you know, it will make you enhance your life anyway. And you don't need all the psychedelics, drugs and all kinds of stuff people are using to get to the state. You just don't need that. You know, this is really quite depressing what I hear. So you just need the nature to help you because you are part of the nature anyway. You know, you're designed to be that way. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh, so beautiful. I'm going to go and celebrate after the stream. (laughs) Yes. Why not? You know, celebrating right now. This is so fun. (laughs) Celebrate with a cup of tea, you know, whatever, you know, this, every, this, everything you can celebrate, you know, 
Um, I am celebrating right now with my coffee in my unicorn cup. It says you are pure magic. So very in alignment. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm also celebrating, you know. With, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Cheers. So why not? Yeah, wow. it's beautiful. You know? So it's celebration after you finish this podcast. You can celebrate to something, maybe call a friend or whoever. If you're talking to somebody, just celebration because you are meeting, you're interacting with a human being, a person, a life. And you know, your cat down there, you know. Um, somewhere, uh, you know, it's a celebration. Go and hold, and, you know. Uh, there's a life there, right? It's not yeah. some little object. It's a life. Yeah. So, don't you think, uh, you know, that there is a moment of celebration? Absolutely. Celebration? I think that's. I think we feel we're missing out. We think mm -hmm. some some big thing is gonna happen, you know, and gonna change my life. It's not like that. No. We're just missing out. We just, uh, so I think this is where I feel this book is uh, going to help us in a big way. Wow. What a beautiful way to end this seven part series, even though we're not officially ending guys, don't forget, we're going to do a follow up next week, but man, that's such a beautiful note to finish this episode on celebrate life. How wonderful. I hope everyone that's watching this and listening in audio is going to go and celebrate everything right now. <laughs> I'm feeling so high vibrational from this talk. <laughs> it's so it's so wonderful. And this this series has been so fun to do. And I've learned so much. And I um, I'm truly so appreciative that you wanted to do this, Brune. I think this is so great. And I've had so much great feedback and people are really enjoying it. And you just have so much knowledge. And I hope that you continue to, you know, create content like this. And I know you were thinking about maybe starting a community and you should absolutely do that. Cause I know so many people would love to be a part of that, but, um, I think we should finish up this episode here. This is such a wonderful, oh, such a wonderful episode, such a great series. And I am so, so happy that we did this. So thank you so much for listening, everyone. Brune, do you have any final, um, thoughts before we finish up this episode? Yeah, just to reiterate, you know, 7i, 7 Essentials is all about celebration of life every day, all day. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. It is. So go and celebrate right now. Life is beautiful. <laughs> Sending you all so much love, light, and sunshine vibes. I hope you go and live a vibrant life and celebrate. Um, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Mwah. Take care. 